Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down In Front this week. But today, shit, we're talking about the fact that apparently Disney just bought Lucasfilm and announced a seventh Star Wars movie. So we've we've, we've announced a, a, an emergency recon of everyone on every single friggin' continent right now. We've got five I, people on the chairs and Dorkman in on Skype. Assemble! I still feel like this is like a, an April Fool's thing. I still can't... I can't handle this right now. <laughs> right now. It's weird because when Brian just sat down, he was like, I can hear Mike. Where's Mike? It's like, oh, this is, it's cool. It's as if Elijah finally showed up for dinner. Anyway, yeah. my name is always T. Christie. I'm sitting next to Brian William Benefter. Greetings. Jeffrey Harrell. Oh, yeah. Eddie Doty. Oh, yeah. Ryan Weber. I'm a Gemini. Sitting nowhere near Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. Okay, so here's the... I'm wondering sh- if you were going to actually explain that because people listening don't understand the fact that he's not here with us. Yeah. He didn't right. preface the whole Skype thing. I have to do something. Will actually be composited in later. We're we're recording this in front of a green screen, so dude, don't make those. Well, we can make those jokes now because George no longer controls Star Wars. Okay, here's how this works. No, now you can't. Today, it came out that Disney had announced plans to acquire Lucasfilm. Which, if you, from what I I think, it's done. I think it's done. From what I understand, there's only like a 15 minute or like a two hour delay on the difference between announcing, so your shareholders know, and then it happens. So as of today. Disney owns Lucasfilm and everything that that entails. And we're talking about that right now in terms of both what that means for Star Wars and for Lucasfilm projects. I don't know how Indiana Jones is going to fare through all of this. And the fact that in one way or another, virtually all of us have a lot to say about what happens if fan films stop being a thing because Star Wars fan films are something that can only happen when George Lucas is running a corporation and changes the policy away from federal copyright law and says, it's fine, back off, they can make fan films. Disney doesn't have the same history, and that might be a, a major concern. So we've established a, an emergency meeting to talk about that very topic. Around the room, uh, how are you feeling about this whole thing, just in short version? Brian? Uh, I'm actually, you know, I've had about 30 seconds to think about this all day, but my you know initial first blush thing is like, I'm... With the, for the state of actual Star Wars films themselves, I'm fairly optimistic in the sense that George isn't going to control them anymore. And now, you know, Disney has a pretty good track record over the past few, year, few years with its animation, with acquiring Pixar, with acquiring Marvel and the whole Avengers, you know, lead up. Uh, so yeah. there's potential here. It could all go terribly, terribly wrong. But you say the world will end in optimism. I, I'm, op- I'm cautiously optimistic. Let's say, let's put it that way. Jeff, where do you fall on this? I'm kind of the odd man out, uh, being as how I wasn't as deeply involved in sort of the Star Wars fan community that I, I think most of you guys were. Shut um, up. We're cool too. Yeah, you're you're very cool. I'm, I'm sure your mom thinks you're cool. Um, she doesn't. My my deal with Star Wars is that it was always when I when I was growing up, it was this very sort of precious thing because there was so little of it. You know, I, I saw the I saw actually all three of the the, the original series um, in theaters. And that was, of course, in the days before VHS. So we, you know, you couldn't see it at home. You couldn't see it on the TV. You get to see it once over the summer, you know, summer holiday. You get to go with your friends, see it in the theater, and then that was it. You were done with Star Wars for the next three years, and then that happened three times, and that's it. Yeah, you were done with Star Wars, and so it kind of had this cachet by being, you know, scarce. And then, uh, what was it in the late '80s or early '90s? They opened up and said, "Okay, we're going to start writing books, and we're going to start doing, you know, more comic books than they'd been doing." And then, oh yeah, we're going to do three more movies. And it's sort of over the years since exploded into this thing. You know, now there's a lot of Star Wars out there. If you sat down right now today, you were like, "Okay, I'm going to start with the movies, and then I'm just going to see everything there is to see about Star Wars, both you know, sanctioned officially by Lucasfilm and not." 
there's there's a you'd never finish there's a considerable amount of information out there there's a lot of stories out there and now you know according to what everybody's saying about disney's plans that number is just going to go up because it's not they didn't announce they're going to make a new trilogy of movies they announced they're going to churn out one every two or three years indefinitely like james bond or yeah, that's Harry Potter, I guess. I just kept going. Uh, yeah, I think James Bond is the right analogy there. It's just like they have the rights to this franchise. They have these characters. They're just going to keep on making movies. That could either be a great thing because, you know, James Bond movies are generally pretty cool. I like seeing new James Bond movies every few years. But at the same time, I think it's going to fundamentally change what Star Wars is to the culture. It's no longer this cultural milestone that it was for so many decades. Now it's going to be, you know, I it's, it's going to be more of a franchise. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think it's been that cultural milestone for a long time. At the very least, since the prequels, if not before then, going back to the special editions and even before that. So, yeah, maybe that was the case in the early '80s, mid '80s, but it hasn't been that way for a long time. So, I'm, I for one, I'm excited to get more good Star Wars. Like I think Mike said on Twitter today, it was like it's like you know I went through the grieving process and it was dead, and I was over it, and I hoped, and now it's been resurrected. <laughs> Andy, how are you feeling about this announcement here? Did it catch you off guard? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it really did, and uh, it it's uh, it did no favors to my deadline at work. I'll say that much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was it, supposed to be working on stuff today. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of nuts. What Said was, I was figuring out how to patch in Skype. What was crazy is I literally walked. Uh, I, I work in Mid Wilshire, and I walked from Wilshire and La Brea down to just Wilshire and I don't know uh, Detroit or something like that. And just in that in that walk, I heard three separate people on cell phones <laughs> going, talking. holy shit. Now, granted, this is like the heart of the beast but uh, of Hollywood, but still, it's like, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it's <laughs> when I, it's cliche to say the possibilities are limitless. The possibilities are completely limitless in both this could go amazing and the best thing to rejuvenate the franchise and maybe spawn more of an interactive um, community with the fans, or it could go completely Corporate. the wrong way. Yeah. Um, we have evidence to suggest both. Um, it's funny, I, you know, on, on Downfront a couple weeks ago, I quoted that H.P. Lovecraft thing. The uh, man's greatest ability is his inability to correlate all of its contents. Uh, I, I feel like we were not, I don't think we were meant to have this much possibility with Star Wars. I, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. know that, I don't know that it's a it's good It's dangerously thing. unstable for all I the nerds. I don't know that it's a bad thing. And, uh, and when I say a bad thing, I don't just mean... For the property in of itself, but of of the fan community. Admittedly, the fan community is probably if we're going to have some hard truths here. The fan community is significantly smaller than it was just than say ten years ago. Um, but I, I I don't know. I my main I will feel a lot better if when at some point there is someone sort of put in charge to be the caretaker. If we get like a Kevin Feige or whatever that guy. Like yeah. yeah. If we get like Kevin, a Kevin Kennedy, caretaker. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah exactly. it is. But by the same, but but she's still sort of, you know what I mean? Like she's she's she, producing. She's them. from she's from Lucasfilm, correct? Like she's she comes yes. from Lucasfilm. You want someone to shepherd Star Wars the right. way George did? It's like sort it, of. When I, th- when I think of the benefits that this could bring, I think of new blood, new ideas, new creativity. That's that's what I see as a potential benefit. And if if Kennedy's still remaining in charge, then I I don't know if we're getting any of that. Well, my concern at that point, and we're going to keep doing the intros, but my concern then is if you could pick one person on the planet to go, okay, we're going to reboot Star Wars right now. Who do you want? Fuck, the Avengers was the worst thing that could have possibly happened. Because right. now Joss is doing Avengers 2 and his movie's coming out at the exact same time Star Wars is coming out. So he doesn't get to do it. 
So now it's going to be someone else. Uh, he I don't care. To. He, he has to, to do it. Ryan, how are you feeling about this announcement? Where, where were you at this today with all this? Uh, it's exciting. I was uh, actually Brandon uh, texted me at lunch and I was like, huh? And then went online and of course, yes, I've never seen anything go viral. And you checked the calendar like, is hard. today April Fool's Day? Because this is yeah, it really was, weird. It was suspicious. And it just continued to explode bigger and bigger. I Seriously, mean, I would not have expected anything to be able to trump hurricane superstorm sandy in the news and this was the thing that did it. well let's be fair i mean when you still check the front page of cnn sandy is yeah still, i mean amongst but I our world i wouldn't have expected anything to be able to even like and what does that say about us anyway go ahead. Anyway. that's like the, the most brutal storm hitting these george lucas sold star wars like <gasps> star wars everybody <laughs> yeah um i well i uh, this is uh interesting i thought i was going to be the optimist here because uh i, I don't know you're I, not panicking I, about it huh huh not panicking about it no, not at all. I mean, to me, it's kind of like the people who, you know, uh, you, you were saying uh, Los Angeles is the heart of the beast in terms of, you know, who right. care about this. Well, my Facebook page has got to be that as well. Right. I'm just, right. I, I just auto accept Star Wars fans every day. So it's just right. my wall is, is absurd. Um, and so but it was just, you know, top to bottom, completely packed with this stuff. But a lot of the reactions that I was seeing were people going like, no, this is terrible. This is awful. And I'm like, I just I don't understand that perspective like at all because it seems like as soon as you expend any bit of thought toward this, it's kind of like well, this really number one you cannot get any worse. Kinda, what's that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can't get any worse. That's yeah. what I said. You, you, yeah. The only place you have to go is up. Like if you already thought there was still integrity there, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if we're having the same conversation here. So uh, I, I don't know. I really only can see this uh, being sort of a good thing, but at the same time, one thing that Eddie you just had sort of touched on is that, and it hadn't occurred to me until just now, is that one of the interesting things about Star Wars is that it was, you know, at least from my perspective, there was not a lot of it. You know, there was your your first three, and then after that, it's sort of varying degrees of what you choose to accept as Star Wars, right. if you're following along, which yeah. is like, you know, oh, comics, TV shows, what I, I don't read the books, blah, 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 blah. For me, it's just the boobies. It's and a then, box set, that's all. And then over time, the prequels kind of go, start into the like, <laughs> I'm trying to not accept that either, actually, right. really. Um, and so it's going to be interesting when we're flooded with this stuff and it becomes, it's, it's just ongoing. Like I said, like Bond movies. I am so curious. What the hell are they going to do? It's going to be weird, but even if it's good, it will be different because there'll be so much yeah, yeah. of it. It'll just, it'll just yeah. be this whole genre, you know? We're going to see like old Republic movies. Like, I mean, do we, I mean, the fact that, I mean, there is a significant chance Hamill's going to come into episode. I can't even say that sentence without freaking out. Like <laughs> I, we'll I, talk about, we'll yeah. talk about the Zon trilogy. Uh, Darkman, <gasps> the Zon trilogy. I for, I didn't even think about that. Shadows of the Empire, Darkman. What was your? What was the? What was the ten? The 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 temperature of your brain today? Ah, uh, wow. I um could have fried an egg probably. Because um, <laughs> yeah, the first thing I saw, I was just I was on Twitter and I was uh you know just like you do, and then suddenly I see someone retweet. I I missed the initial announcement, so I just say um Disney says Star Wars Episode Seven coming in 2015. I'm like what? <laughs> And, and, you know, and again, look at the date. I'm like, that's like, why would you make a prank like that? And then I see that that's from <laughs> the Reuters Twitter feed. And I'm going, what is going on here? Anonymous and so I dug Reuters. into it and found out. And, I'm, and yeah, I was just totally, it's, it's almost incomprehensible. Like the, it was the kind of thing I'd gotten used to the idea, like I, like uh, uh, Brian said, I gotten used to the idea of just being over Star Wars. Like it was done. There was no salvaging it because George and blah, blah, blah. And we've said like maybe someday George will hand the reins off to someone else. But I don't think any of us really ever believed that would happen. We were, what we were I, just what kind I've of hoping it was, would happen. And then suddenly it did. And it's, it's just, 
it's this weird like upheaval in the in the kind of geek fantasy world because we'd live to see this you know the I, thing I, that I you accepted is that star that. wars is never coming back like we had to yeah. accept that yeah, yeah. and yeah, I, then I, now maybe it is and and <laughs> i like i'm scared to open my heart again almost <laughs> you know but um it's it's but but like like you guys said i think it's it's also scary because of how promising it is. Like it could yeah. be really cool. Mm-hmm. And, and like you guys said, I hope it's like the James Bond movies. The series was, you know, according to secret history of star Wars and stuff like that, the series was supposed to be like that. It was never supposed to turn into like this six movie saga about one story and, and yada, yada. It was supposed to be the, the, the character was the universe and you were just supposed to kind of traipse around in that and tell different stories there so i think that's i think it's great i think there's a lot of potential there and the other nice thing is you know if we're getting a new star wars movie every two to three years it gets to the point where when we when we were looking at it and there were only six movies each movie that sucked was a huge portion of star wars that sucked yeah Whereas no, now just, eh, it's like if one. you see if you yeah. see a bad movie, you're just like, well, I don't you, just like with the Bond movies. We're like, well, that wasn't so great, but let's see what they come up with next time. You know, this might actually be uh, the better analogy might be Star Trek instead. Um, in no, way. no, I think I think Bond is the better analogy. Bond because Star Trek is still, if not one single epic story, it's a small number of stories connected to each other. At least a small right number on. of characters for, connected for me, to each other. You're right, that's the, a good point. The, the most exciting comparison, which I thought of earlier and someone already mentioned, was uh, Harry Potter in terms of, I would really love to see... Alfonso Cuarón, sort of Star Wars? Yeah, yeah no, like every, every time it's a different director's take and spin on it. And they yeah. can in, infuse it with their own different styles. And stuff. Brad Bird. Oh yeah, that'll be eight. exciting. Now, yeah, moving absolutely. away from the concept of just having a seventh Star Wars movie to think about, uh, but staying still close to that before we get to the fan film stuff. Disney controls Lucasfilm now. Yeah. What's the worst thing that could happen? I, I think just to us as fans, not like for the world economy, but what's the, that they just come out with really shit movies? No, I, th- I, mean, I think the, I think what happened Disney puts on four different Star Wars shows that are all ridiculous. Like, I, what's I, the worst that can happen? I, I think, and you know, as someone who owns a child now and sees <laughs> and sees like how much shit is directed at children and how it all ties together and, you know, uh, and and not that I wasn't aware of that before, but now I'm on the end where I'm I'm buying this stuff. I I think what I think the coldest, most cynical view to take is they look at which toys sell the most. That's what we're making content about. So you know that hey, Darth Maul movies. What's that? Cars two. Car, yeah, so exactly. Yeah. Not wrong. No, I mean that's what I'm saying. And and this and exactly. If we go by Disney's track record on this, uh, I, I see it as okay. Uh, you know, Jar Jar test well guess what we're getting four jar jar movies plus a tv show plus a section california adventure dedicated to them i and and that's and and that i don't know i mean that isn't oh. to say that all that could be bad star wars land what and again which could be great which could be great but do we happen. get do we get just a really bad you know morning cartoon show out of this like the i mean i think the worst thing that can happen is that we're now flooded with star wars stuff to the point where it's meaningless it really does but it's already meaningless but yes, but you could still watch Empire and get enjoyment out of it. My fear is if this stuff is driven into the ground so much that you can't even watch the original trilogy. You're just sick it. of it. Yeah. Well, here, here's that's my like, Star Wars that's my fear. the high school yeah. music series. <laughs> I just, like, I that's just, the what, danger right? here. Right. What'd you say? Sense. Like it's so, if, if Star Wars becomes so sanitized and so just, right. they're, they're cranking them out, but they're, you know, we're talking about, oh, it would be great if they gave it to Christopher Nolan and David Fincher and Alfonso Cuaron. 
but it's like, well, what if they just give it to like their guy who Ratner. they basically got on call? He was doing the High School Musical four last week, yeah. but he's got yeah. nothing to do this week, so we'll put him on the Star Wars movie that's coming out. Here, yeah. Here's my thing about that. My my thing about that is that. I saw Star Wars in the theater in the summer of 1977 when I was four years old. And it was a, a, a seminal experience for me. And basically everything, you know, in the, the arc of my career that's happened since then has, has derived from that. And I remember every moment of the experience. You know, I couldn't see over the seat in front of me. So I had to sit there on the armrest and, and watch the movie. Nothing Lucasfilm does as a company, nothing Disney does now that they own Lucasfilm is ever going to take that away. So, so you still have yours. I, I got my Star Wars. I got mine. Yeah. You know, the, the generation that came after me, you know, depending on exactly where you draw the line, they got the prequels and, and you know, say what you want about the prequels. There's some stuff in there. You know, there's some good stuff in there. That's that's a Star Wars for a group of people. If the next generation that comes along gets their Star Wars, if, you know, Eddie, if your son gets his Star Wars, I'm not going to begrudge him that. You know, it doesn't have to be for me if he's having that same experience that I had when I was five years old, even if it doesn't touch me, then I can't really complain about that. But I, I would submit to you that if, yes, nothing can touch your experience of it, but there are people born in 85, 87, 89, who still watch the original Star Wars from, you know, because at that time there was nothing, there, there was no other Star Wars content. That was the readily, Star Wars that was, Yeah, there was no other Star Wars content readily available. So you had parents then showing them their kids and it has the same impact. Yeah, that's a, I, that's I a good would, point. I would submit that to you, Ben. So then, if you're a kid now, and you turn on Disney Junior in the morning, and you get a uh, you get a Wookiee cartoon, and then you come home from school, and then you see uh, you know a Clone Wars thing, which maybe isn't as good as the Genie Tarkovsky one, and then you see all the Star Wars content. By the time the original trilogy hits you, is it going to have the same impact? They can make the best goddamn little Einstein movie ever, but you know what? If I watch, there's no way I'm there's no way I am going to invest in that and give it an opportunity. Because everything I've seen up until now is crap. So yeah. no, that's 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 a fair point. Yeah. That could be the worst thing. Yeah. You guys have any Ryan or, or or Brian or Mike? No, I was just gonna I was gonna make. I a mean, you're the optimist point. here, Ryan. Of, of all of us, you're the most optimistic. Well, you know, optimistic, almost wrap up style point to that, which is just saying what you were saying, which is kind of like you know that those movies will always be there, and I think they'll always still be discovered and revered and appreciated. Right. And you know, I, I will point out we've already got a. I would say widely considered mediocre uh, cartoon TV show that Star Wars has made. And guess what? We're all still here talking about Star Wars and we're not like really, Good really pissed off about it. It's easy to discard. Yeah. Know? I mean, I, I would say, again, caustically, that's what Eddie is saying has already happened with the prequels, with the, the cartoon shows yeah. that have already been like oh, yeah. my, my nephew. We tried <laughs> to show him the original series, but he's already seen Phantom Menace now. And it's like, well, that's, that's just the world we live in. Yeah. And that has existed since 1999. And so this new turn of events is not going to change that. If you think about it, it's really like a series of events that are trying to deter us from liking Star Wars, and it still doesn't work. So <laughs> I'm optimistic about that. Fair enough. But it, but it is, it is. I guess what it really boils down to the the concern I'm hearing is it's it may become a signal to noise ratio issue. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's my point. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, and and to be okay, but, you know, all that aside, really, what we're all talking about is the same thing, and it happens a lot on Down in Front. Just just talking about movies, it's like. The the ultimately most disappointing thing about it is that it's it's it doesn't fulfill its potential. It doesn't do what yeah. it could be, and that's the most tragic thing about and it. And there's so much potential to this setup. That's what yeah. would be really sad. About I wonder it. if they're going to give it to JJ. Uh, again, I would watch that. Movie. But he's but, already made he's already made a Star Wars movie. <laughs> he's making a second now. 
Oh, face, JJ. Boom. <laughs> Take that, you millionaire, successful director, him. producer. <laughs> How dare you emulate something <laughs> wonderful? How dare you work really hard to make a thing that I don't like? Okay. Anymore. Now, I, I do want to come back to talking about Star Wars, because I just love talking about Star Wars, and this is the this is the brightest day of the last 10 years with regards to talking about Star wow, Wars. But, oh, sorry. But I, for real. It really is. I mean, that's the thing. That's yeah. the nature of the beast yep. right now. But let's, let's talk fan films here. Now, we, I, I brushed over it in the beginning, but just so you don't know, or just in case you don't know, A, fan films are a thing. People for a long time now, since 77 and more and more recently and a lot after, uh, you know, 98, 99, have been making their own versions of of Star Wars universe stuff. A lot of it is parody, which would be fine still. You can make a parody of There Will Be Blood. That's fine. But a lot of it is slightly less than parody. There are projects that sort of toe the line and, and, and integrate themselves. Troops comes to mind as being something that integrates real Star Warsy shit, real Star Wars characters. Parody? Troops is close. still a parody, though. Troops will be okay. But then, you know, will be parody. But, there are, but then you start getting closer and closer, and there's comedy Star Wars films that aren't exactly parodies, and then there's just non-comedy Star Wars films, and not to mention things like lightsaber fights and all that stuff. Historically, these things have happened not because that's all completely legal and what the hell, but because George Lucas, gotta give him this one, is super cool about it. He realized early on that this is a fine way to maintain the Star Wars ecosystem, and for 10 years... He gave out awards for the damn thing. And it was a funny point that Trey made in an email. Trey couldn't be here. He's working on his <clears throat> movie. But <laughs> the um, he, could, he made this point in an email to me. He said, look. He may be getting some time off pretty soon. Well, Mike, <laughs> he, said, he said something like, my concern is I'm going to get, you know, judiciary papers sent my way, C&Ds or more, for the same exact thing that I've already gotten two prizes for Lucasfilm for. Like, Lucasfilm is going to yeah. send me a C&D mm-hmm. for something they already gave me a prize for. Right. right. Uh, and that might be a, oh, the world we live in now, depending on how Disney is going to fold the previously existing fan ecosystem into their new corporate ecosystem. Because if I'm not mistaken, George was the sole proprietor of Lucasfilm, wasn't yeah. he? Is that how, yeah. is that how I mean, it works? Well, yeah, he was. The, so he, he wasn't a publicly traded company, so he didn't really he, have. He literally well, gets to call the shots. And he says, yeah. if you want to make a bunch of Star Wars porn, go for it. Then you can. That's yeah, how it works. No I, one's gonna and see. they did. I actually looked that up earlier today just because I was curious. Um, uh-huh. in, in 93... Lucasfilm changed their corporate structure just for legal reasons. It had to do with, you know, subsidiary companies and stuff. But all to this day, you know, as, as far as I know, it ended today. George Lucas was 100% shareholder. So today of, he got a check for $2 billion? Somewhere out there in the world, there is a check, a cashier's check that says pay to the order of George Lucas that is made out for an excess of $2 billion in cash. Plus, plus something like... Uh hundreds of thousands of shares yeah, yeah. It's, and like two billion dollars of stock i think yeah, i think i think it's i think it's two billion i think it's approximately two billion in cash and 40 million shares of, of disney stock because 40 million shares of disney stock at the closing price on friday adds up to about two billion so he's doing all right but i mean a, <laughs> a check for no two, summer job for him for two billion dollars and, and and i have two things to say where do you even that. deposit that <laughs> <laughs> well you can't go to the atm you have to go and talk to the lady inside i, I, I want right. to try to scan it with his iphone but know, but is that. it all available the next day or is there a hold like well so you that? get three hundred dollars today and then you get the other two billion tomorrow but but here's the thing about that i mean not not to not to get all serious about it or whatever but i don't know if you guys know this but george lucas is one of the people who's dedicated most of his money to the gates foundation yeah. So virtually all, I don't know what the fraction is, it's something like 90%, virtually all of that $2 billion is going to go to like malaria aid. It's, wow. it's high five, George. It's kind man. of a big way to go, bro. We'll yeah, see how that plays out, but if that's the case, I love you, George. I love you for giving over Star Wars to someone else, and I love you for that. And but, for fixing malaria, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, hey, we're fixing lupus. That's, that's true. Right. Yeah. No, we really are. I'm glad George Lucas finally caught up with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. What would be really interesting, going back to the, the fan film 
whole aspect. Yeah, but yeah, and, and into the, fan uh, films now. Yeah, and, and Trey specifically, but you know, his point of I got awards and now I might get a cease and desist for the same fucking project, for the same exact project, the same story. company. Uh, it would be really interesting if Trey or anybody else in that same zone, if they got that cease and desist and tried to fight it. I would love to see that just from a purely like legal theory standpoint like be interesting what would a judge say to that like what's the historical precedent what's the relevant legal precedent in that situation chad vader's no fine because chad no vader's idea. a parody right i have no idea I, well I, pink five is well, a parody too pink five is a parody exactly it's close it's, no it's it, a parody here's the distinction we have to make all right actually yeah well legally clearly a parody legally it's it's fine in the real world however if disney sends you a stop or we will sue you bury dollars it, they can still bury you. They can, they can hogtie you. And, and they can, they still just have and, the muscle um, of... And Disney has interrogation Disney. rooms for that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what's really... Here's, that was a joke, everybody. No, no. I think I, I look to sort of inspiration... Not inspiration, but I look at sort of precedent from um, you know Browncoats. And that's clearly owned by Fox and some degree Universal, yet there's a lot of content made. There's a lot of fan... The, the, fan, the fan support and fan activity inside the Browncoat community Although on a much smaller scale, although I would say not as big of a parody indifference um, the last few years, especially that you know they've there's just as strong of a brown coat community that create their own content that and somehow they manage to not be sued or get any CDs. I don't know the I don't know the specific legalities of it or how they manage to do it, but you know they make their own documentaries. The thing is that a corporation can choose to let their fans do that, right? Just like Lucasfilm did, yeah. and maybe Fox is doing that with Firefly because it's not really hurting anything or whatever. The question is, will Disney do that? And yeah. I'm inclined to expect that they will not. Well, it's, specifically it's a, Disney. It's a fairly nuanced point in in the law, and I don't want to nerd it up here or anything, but we're sitting here talking about Star Wars on a Tuesday night. Um, there, there's copyright and then there's trademarks, and I know you guys know this already, but this, just in case anybody out there doesn't know, trademark law has has written into it this this concept that if you don't defend your trademark in court when somebody infringes on it that trademark can be eroded and you can lose that trademark so like for disney for example mickey mouse is a trademark character asterisk i have a thing about that it's it's a trademark character that disney is obligated under the law to defend vigorously i mean even to the point of you know i you know going after people who who use the image you know in daycare centers and stuff like that without permission disney's they really Yes, they have a reputation for being very litigious when it comes to that stuff, but they kind of don't have a choice because that's the way the law works. Copyright, on the other hand, is entirely different. The you know, as far as I understand it, and Teague, I think you have more facts on this than I do. Lucasfilm has chosen actively and publicly not to defend its copyright claims, but that has done nothing to the copyright status of anything that's covered under copyright. They can you know, just the start the stories, the dialogue, you know, right. the music, the sound effects, all of the all of the creative property that's covered under copyright law. They could, you know, the, the Disney legal department could start making phone calls tomorrow if they wanted to. The thing about it is, though, that it doesn't cost them anything not to. Whereas with trademarks, like I said, if you don't defend your trademarks, you lose them. And that's that's very costly. But there's there's a case to be made for Disney to let sleeping dogs lie on this one, given that, you know, there is this active fan community. There are people out there who are very enthusiastic. It does draw attention to their properties and people who are into Star Wars fan films watching them on YouTube. Those are people who are going to contribute a dollar to the billion dollars they're going to make when they release the next movie. My right. hope, my hope is, I mean, you know, this deal obviously was not overnight. It wasn't like George Lucas called Disney yesterday and said, "Hey, you got four billion dollars." No, I mean, they, like, it, <laughs> this deal has obviously been a negotiation for some time. And the fact that it came out of nowhere is 
incredibly Mate, impressive. Sandy. Good for them. I, I, George Lucas must Stock have used changes his, underwater. George well, Lucas no, I mean, it, this has had to have yeah. been in the works long before Sandy. And, and so my point a is... A lot of people must have been keeping their lips. Uh, well, my, point, my point is, is that I, I wonder then, because, because George has been so, in fact, vocal, and not only that, but active. I mean, he still films himself handing out the Fan Film Awards every year. And it, I wonder if this is somehow grandfathered into the overall deal. I don't know. I was wondering the same thing. Yeah. I would, well, I would love to see the actual details of the contract or the agreement if we'll ever see revealed, them. Yeah, and mm-hmm. see if this if this whole aspect is is part of it. I'm really proud to be able to say this. Disney and Lucasfilm could not be reached for comment. <laughs> That's yes. right. You did actually. I literally called mm-hmm. switchboards and, and PR departments for both companies today. I didn't hear back yet, but I'm probably never going to hear back. But I tried. Well, and they could not be reached for comment. So I don't know. But the other thing is, uh, on the asterisk that uh, Jeff was talking about trademarks, this is um, potentially apocryphal, but I don't think it is. Um, when I was a million years ago and two lives ago doing balloon animals for a living, there were stories of people who would make a balloon Mickey Mouse or something like that you be kidding me. getting C&Ds. This, is a, this was a precedent for something that happened. Uh, and people were in the community of balloons, and this is not a high overlap with the community of lawyers, but... Uh, <laughs> There was, there was, there's a Venn diagram with one guy in there yeah. somewhere. And one guy's like, hey, um, there, there was active concern and active uh, dissuasion from doing anything that's even Disney related at all, because Disney had historically come after clowns from making Mickey Mouse balloons and shit like that. Whether or not they fold that with Star I, I, I guess it depends on their incentives. What's their incentive to shut down fan films? Bear in mind, we are basically at the epicenter of the target. Of a very small target here. We're in the bullseye of a target that's about two inches wide in terms of caring about fan films. Do they have an incentive to let the... The only incentive that they may have is in terms of just making a zero tolerance policy. They may not want to bother their legal department with, this is acceptable infringement of the copyright and this is unacceptable. Like, they don't want someone to have to think, okay, if, you know, what's the budgetary line? If, If somebody makes a Star Wars movie and they, you know, someone lives the dream and actually manages to make us an unofficial Star Wars feature film. It's like, when does that be, when is that no longer a fan film? When is that infringing on our copyright? What is the budget line? What is the, and, and uh, like, we could probably come up with some fairly easy answers. Like, well, if it's above 50 million, obviously we're having a problem, but it's like, really, you're going to let it get up to 50. And like, so it may be that Disney just goes, the answer is no. We're not going to, there's no nuance here. The answer is no. Well, and, and just save themselves the headache. And that's, that's sort of where my overall, I guess, fear comes from is that at the end of the day, when you have a, a multinational corporation that is publicly traded as, as Disney is, um, you, it, a lot of these decisions are going to come down to enter in a formula, crunch a few numbers, calculate your answer. So is, is the cost of a scorch earth policy going to be greater than? Mm-hmm. you know, than individual prosecution, then there's your answer. Is it you worthwhile I, to sue the five-year-old lemonade stand? Right. Yeah, exactly. Is, or is it, is, it, is it just easier to just say no to everybody uh, from both a financial or a you know, PR cost than it is to just go after individual cases as we see fit? Let, me, PR, let me ask this, because yeah. this, is, this is the exact panel of experts that we need for this question to be answered in some way that would be approaching totally accurate. Has anything ever happened in Star Wars fan creation that should have warranted concern on the part of Lucasfilm. Absolutely. Like what? Everything. Okay, but no, 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 no
let me let me let me make <laughs> this point. And and Eddie Eddie absolutely hit the nail on the head a second ago. The key difference between Lucasfilm Limited as it existed yesterday at five o'clock and Lucasfilm Limited as a division of, of Walt Disney is that Disney is a publicly traded company. There are legal obligations that come with yeah. being a publicly traded company. Fiduciary responsibility. Fiduciary responsibility. Anything that that Walt Disney the company does that is not directly related to advancing its shareholders' best interest is they could be sued for. Right. They can be sued they for be sued for not paying attention. for billions of dollars potentially. So the liability for doing that is huge. If I own shares of Disney stock, and Eisner just still does full disclosure, I don't. But if I own shares of Disney stock and they let fan films, you know, continue to to be what fan films have been for the last fifteen years, I would have absolutely no problem picking up the phone, calling my lawyer, and saying, "Hey." file a class action suit against the board on behalf of the shareholders because they're out there diluting their market by allowing these independently made fan film things to, to, Pop continue, on YouTube every day. to continue to satisfy the demand for, for Star Wars properties. So, yeah, okay. I, you know, that, that's, a, that's a valid argument to make for, on behalf of the shareholders. And, you know, you don't really get to say, as the chairman of the board of Disney, you don't get to say, well... Okay, fine. The shareholders could sue us, but they probably won't. you don't get to make that call. And that's and that's what's I, that's like could be potentially the saddest thing about this. Bob Iger, by all intents, you know, by all accounts, is a very good executive and very even-handed at everything. And he may he may personally, on a personal level, be all about the Star Wars fan community, but he may not have a choice. His hands, his hands may ultimately be tied on this, and that's that would be the saddest. And the irony of that is is whose hands are are doing the tying. I mean, any of us sitting here on the couches, any of us in the audience who has a 401k, odds are fair you've got shares of Disney. Right. So really you're the one who's saying shut these things down. Thanks oh, global man. economic system. Well, let's let's look at this from a slightly different perspective too, which is the the PR aspect. Now, we're not talking about some little property that's not tremendously popular. We're talking about Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. I would think that Disney is aware of the fact that they have just collected something that a lot of people really care about and are ready to get really pissed about. Oh, they've seen I would it. think oh, that, that, that that's gotta that's gotta weigh something to them. You know what I mean? It's like if 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 this whole thing just explodes into this oh, they took it over, they destroyed it, this is terrible, they're shutting down fan films, and what did my five-year-old kid with his toy Hasbro in my YouTube video ever do? Like, I fuck you. You know, like, that That could really blow back at them, and I, I have to imagine that they're they're thinking about that kind of stuff. Not, uh, I mean, I understand what you just said. I'm absolutely sure they're thinking about it. I'm sure they're thinking that they'll make $999 million next right, summer. That's exactly right. I mean, we have to, the Star Wars fan community as a whole has to face a very hard truth, which is there's not yeah. nearly as many of us as we seem to think there are. You kept, you yeah. Know, yeah. There were a small group, and we kept biting the hand that fed us at the time. It's not like if we this were was always so nice to George. He was super nice to yeah. us. If this was 1999, it'd be a different story, where the you know the the fan base was sort of energized and and everybody you know it's I mean Star Wars fans are a lot like Army Reservists, you know, like they uh, the, the vast majority of them they you know really they watch in shape and they watch well they watch them yeah they watch the movie periodically. They have a good conversation about it, but by and large, Star Wars is not an active presence in their life. I consider myself one of those people, and uh, and yes, I've made a fan film, but my fan film was kind of a big fuck you to fan films. Like it's not, it's not like you know that's we have to. Fa- I'm a guy who has kind of like a feet in both, a foot in both, uh, in both streams here, and we have to sort of like acknowledge the fact that we don't we don't hold any power. Like there's not nearly we don't we're, we don't speak for the Star Wars fan. We have to acknowledge that. And so, therefore, when to make these points, like, well, they should absolutely do it. It's like, well, 
Yeah, at the end of the should day. Should they really? Yeah, should we? I it's, mean, yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, and, it's, and really, we're not the target demographic for Star exactly. Wars either. It's not. And the saddest, the we, saddest thing is, the saddest thing is, is that the most passionate fans of Star Wars, Star Wars doesn't actually belong to you. Like, it, it, that's sad, but that's true. Yeah, well, We think, because we are who we are and we're all friends, we think that we are this massive population. Right. But in reality, we are this tiny village that it's not going to cost them much to wipe off the map if they want to. I or was. They have to. I was traveling I was, in 1997. I was traveling three hours to go see illegal mixed martial arts promotions happen, and to support guys who literally I knew guys making 300 bucks on a fight, losing a tooth, have to get, spend two grand to put it back in. Like I, MMA was mine. There, I can honestly say there's about 100,000 people keeping that sport alive. Fast forward to now, selling out stadiums. MMA isn't mine anymore, and I have to acknowledge that. And and I think sto- the Star Wars fans, this is. Probably a long overdue come to Jesus moment uh, of like a serious conversation they need to have with themselves. I think the landscape of fan films is going to change. It's going to change significantly. And I, I think it's about time. Cool. So, you know, Star Wars fans are nerds and they should just get off their shit and stop wondering and being speculative. So, who, what do you think they should do with the new Star Wars movie? <laughs> Whedon. I don't care. It has to be Whedon. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Real he quick. Made before, it hand wait, wait, hold on. Pressure. Before we get off on that, real quick, Mike, did you have anything about the, the fan film stuff that you wanted to? Get in there before we move on. No, not really. I think it was uh, really well covered by you guys. I just, yeah, I I saw the announcement and I was like, oh shit, done. All right, do you? It was a, it was a good run. Uh, a lot of friends. Yeah. And now we're to, to approach that from a slightly different angle. Uh, suppose that, and just you know, take it as read that Disney said, "All right, let's pull all that shit down, please, right now." Does RVD just stop being a thing that ever happened? Like do. You can't sell DVDs of it anymore. I mean, you can't. You couldn't even put it on YouTube anymore. To be fair, we technically never. I know you you sold. You sold CDs of the the soundtrack. But you are right in that it's a frightening thing to know that if your YouTube video gets popped away, not much trace of it. Right, exactly. Never being there by by circumventing all the processes of making a a giant movie and getting clearances and a million people doing illegal paperwork just to have a thing that's there now. You also have absolutely no precedent to keep it there if someone says nope, not anymore. So it just it's, goes away forever. It's absolutely true, and I honestly don't know. I thought about that. I thought, what what will happen if it gets taken down? Um, it, in our case, at least, I mean, ours was spread around before YouTube even happened, so I have a feeling it's still going to it's it's going to be like uh, it's going to go underground. That could be pretty cool. For, <laughs> that is kind of cool. Yeah. Perspective. No, I've got it's my like yeah, we're like an underground fan film now. But uh, I don't think so. And there's nothing there's nothing we could do about that even if we wanted to like we would be incapable of stopping it because it's already out there but um in terms of producing any more of those i don't think that we can necessarily that that's not something we can turn to disney and shrug about you know right that's aggravated copyright assault <laughs> yeah exactly okay now how did it, how, what, what are they going to do for this movie here who should direct it uh, you know as excited as i mean the obvious answer is yeah jj abrams joss whedon uh uh any of Brad them. Bird. It's They're all just kind of like Brad Bird is my care. favorite. Just so anyone but Lucas. I, I'm going to be thrilled. I, well, I, that's, that's the better question almost. here then is that's who's going to write it. Don't oh. give it to Uwe Boll or Paul W. S. Anderson. <laughs> then I will. Let's shit let's let Tom Stoppard write a whole movie instead of just one scene. That, okay. would, that would be pretty. I think, I think we're going to be surprised. I think it's going to be someone we least expect. It's going to be like an Aaron Kruger, M. Night Shyamalan. It's not going to be M. Night Shyamalan. I would honestly, but I watch that as long as he weren't writing. <laughs> yeah, I would. I'd I would honestly Star look at Star Wars. I bet like, they're gonna. Or, I would look at television. I bet they're gonna pull people from television. My my here's the exciting. Here is the exciting thing about you know uh, the the opposite side of what we were just talking about: losing out on fan films. 
the the way they're going though, it's like, you know, I I could be I could end up making Star Wars episode 22. Who knows? <laughs> so, yeah, you know. Yeah. Any any of us could. A 50-year-old Michael Scott said this is like So a we've all got a shot. Yeah. yeah. No, that's I, I think it's gonna be someone who surprises us. And I think what I really would And then look some shithead podcast will tell you it's crap. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope we get a, a range. I, I hope every Star Wars film isn't this giant hundred twenty million dollar budgeted monstrosity. I would totally be down for a twelve million dollar indie. I would totally be down yeah. for something with like starring uh Numi Rapace and uh fucking Doug Jones. No, not Doug Jones, like fucking um uh the guy from uh um, like, uh, like Winter's Bone, Michael or something. Shannon. Yeah, like Michael, Michael Shannon in the Star Wars, and movie. they're like, and he's like a lowly cantina or owner in like the middle of Coruscant, and he's having some family drama. Like, I would be down. Star for Wars that. Casablanca, bam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Star it. Wars. Yeah, seriously, pick a movie, add Star Wars in front of it, and and that's that's the potential <laughs> yeah, we have. Bear in mind, Star Wars love story. Bear in mind, off and this, running. This, Star Wars Annie Hall. This is Star Wars that Firefly. Is, I was telling Jeff this, and it's one of those. It's one of those million different things that we've all, it's all occurred to us today. Like the weird little sideways thing, like, Hey, that now, um, here's one thing though, George, Star Wars sideways. That'd be an amazing movie. Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars sideways. Um, here's the thing. Lucas got to decide what Star Wars was for better or for worse. He aimed for, he was aiming for seven to nines. He got to decide what Star Wars was. Someone else is about to decide what Star Wars is. And that's going to be based on demographics. That means someone new is going to be coming into the role, not to tell something that they've been lying about, they had a story about for 20 years, but because they just came in and said, we have to direct this new movie aimed at this demographic, which means it's going to be aimed specifically at a demographic, not because, you know, George, this is the story he wanted to tell, and he always intended them to prove a little kids, but because now it's, we need to make this new kids movie. Are they going to go Hunger Games demographic? Are they going to go Harry Potter? Well, well here's an interesting go point that, that just that you just raised or something interesting that just occurred to me. The uh, people are concerned about Disney because it's very corporate and stuff like that. But at the same time, I almost wonder if that might not, that there's, there's a potential in a weird way for that to be a good thing. Because like you just said, George always had this very clear vision, which didn't match what he accidentally made in the seventies, but he always had this very clear vision of what he wanted Star Wars to be and was always trying to make it that. And if you get it, if if you put it in the in the hands of you know these executives who some of them are creative, but some of them are just kind of bean counters, um, they do not have a passionate attachment to what they think Star Wars ought to be. So if someone who does, and but it's different from what they've done. But if someone who does have a passionate attachment to an idea comes in and pitches the hell out of it, they might be like, well, we got it release one in a couple years here so sure why not yours and we could actually start getting very passionate and exciting star wars movies again even uh, like counterintuitively because the the corporation heading them is not necessarily super passionate and right controlled about it well that was something that i was thinking about today and it's it's less of a complete thought than that but it's just the fact that either someone at disney knew this was happening three months ago and they've already started planning this or a year ago and started planning this or not but either way, as of today, someone in Disney is talking about what the new Star Wars movie is going to be. As of well, the second, let, someone is either having having written or writing or pitching a new Star Wars movie. Everyone in town is about to pitch thought. that new movie, man. Well, but here's, Believe here's, me. The, here's the thing. That, uh, I mean, yes, sort of, because they, they've said that the problem is most of the, this, this segment of the conversation that we've been having, we're about nine years ahead. 
is the problem because uh, the whole idea is that Lucas has notes. I, I'm, I'm doing bunny ears into the, into the air um, for his episodes seven, eight, nine. Is it designed really? I don't know. No, no. I, I, I'm sure it's some crazy shit that he made up that day that he handed in, probably. But um, <laughs> uh, but it is it is. I have a feeling. Sorry, I'm congested suddenly. Um, that, that that you're allergic that, to new Star Wars. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, that this next trilogy is going to be based on a framework that George lays out and is sort of, you know, shepherding. As long as he doesn't write it, that's no, fine that's with me. Fine. But, yeah, that's, it, that's but it also, Empire it, Strikes it's back worth noting that it doesn't have to be. At this point, he has surrendered all control. No, if they choose, that you know, is if true. They, they're like, we're buying the company and you're going to, you know, you're throwing in the, the coffee machine. That's great, but we're probably going to get our own. You know, now that is um, cool. They and, can do that. Yeah, no, they, absolutely. At this point, they they have the power to do. And there, are, you know, there are plenty of movies that have come out recently, and plenty of movies that come out all the time that people the the uh, you know the studios pay an exorbitant amount for just the pitch or just the treatment or even the the original screenplay, or, and then or, you know rewrite it until it's unrecognizable. So I don't think we have to worry too much about about the the hand of Lucas being too present. Well, and I'm not saying that, oh man, it's going to be bad because it's going to stem from a seed that George planted. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that necessarily, but I am saying that I think that as of right now on someone's desk, there's probably outlines for three movies that are what's going to get made. And it's not going to be the sort of exciting new frontier of, of star Wars storytelling. Like we're kind of imagining at least for a little while. I think these first three movies, especially the, the very Seven episode seven, wow, that's weird. weird. Um, it's so weird, yeah, weird. right? <laughs> right. Is is I think they're going they're going to be very sort of cautious and careful about how they approach that, and they're and they're going to want to do things that they're really sure of. Interesting because I really look forward to when all the pressure is on this one movie to make their first step into this. They need just new world. Who's going to direct that? What exactly I, see, is I, that story going to be? I, I don't know. Am I crazy? I'm. Not, I in no way think that George Lucas is going to have any involvement in creative with seven. Whether it comes, from, I don't I think. I would. I would be I think, surprised. I think they are going to. They'll probably take his phone call. He has. He has claimed it. Whether or not that actually, he, is he true. has. He has claimed it. But he also he said, "I'm just a fan now," didn't he? Yeah, but, but the, he was saying that he'll be around in sort of like a basically a consultant sort of fashion, and he said, "Like I, I these notes, here you go." Blah, blah, blah. Is that how that worked with Roddenberry? Brian? Uh, Roddenberry was forced out, uh, yeah. basically <laughs> so by Paramount. But essentially, <laughs> he he was kept around as kind of the you know some of the more fanboy directors kept him around. Well. He was he was kicked upstairs and he was kind of the, the spiritual godfather to it, but he didn't have any, any real control. No, but he get, I mean he had notes. I mean he he, he he had notes and he would offer notes, but they didn't have to listen to them. Right. But it, as opposed to here, where it's Lucas voluntarily selling, Roddenberry was forced. It's fair out to by say Paramount. that George probably has more of an influence on Star Wars even still than we do. So we'll we'll, we'll call it. Yeah. That. So yes. he has the direct line. <laughs> he of has the phone at Disney. Right. Yeah, and we don't have that. The red phone. Yeah. yeah. The only reason I say Joss, by the way, isn't a fanboy Firefly thing. It's actually just Joss is the only writer I know of, and I'm sure there's many. I just only know of Joss who tends to really land it when he has the most pressure on him, like right. the ability to land a movie like Serenity and make it even kind of work. Not everyone loved it. I thought it was pretty good, but make it even kind of work. And the better example is the fucking Adven Avengers. I, I really Here's, think Avengers is the reason he wouldn't do this. Why is that? Because He's done it. He's proved it. And, yeah. and, and he's like, drop like, the mic, go has, back to my, my he has, he has only He can only lose in this deal. Like, he can. He, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I would agree that there's not necessarily an upside for Joss other than the fact that, obviously, he's a huge Star Wars fan, too. But from Disney's perspective, 
I would I would bet that their mindset is it has to be Joss because he is he is kind of the personification of fan of fandom. And for them, like you say, it's like, okay, we've got to get this first one right. This is as big of a deal as the Avengers were. New Star, Star Wars, Star Wars is, is a three thousand times. times. Yeah. Right. So it's like deal. For them to make the case to all of society that, hey, everything's going to be okay and we've got this and this is worth your time and money. I'm not sure it would be a way There's going to be too many cooks in the kitchen. It's not going to work. But maybe. I, I would say it's also funny. I mean, we're, we're talking about how weird it is to be talking about episode seven and not Ooh. like speculative. Theoretical I mean, way. it is still yeah. speculation, but not just the idea that years. someday it might happen if George Lucas changes his mind. It's like they announced it. It is happening. <laughs> um, it's also interesting that, you know, this is the kind of conversation that we as Joss Whedon fans might have been having in 2005, but at that time it would never have been. It's like, no, they're never going to give Star Wars to Joss Whedon. Like now, because of Avengers, the perfect it's like, storm of events. It, it's weird leading. to look at it and yeah. be like converging. It may be Disney's only choice to give Star Wars to Joss Whedon. That's, well, it's, and that, that, that's my argument. Basically, I think, I think it's their only choice is Joss Whedon. Obviously there are, but I think he's their best choice. Whether or not he can do it with Avengers 2, I think he's clearly just the no-brainer one. Possibility, from their perspective. possibility out of far left field that even uh, George's verbatim statement is is to pass pass the baton to the next generation of filmmakers, which to me, well, Joss fits right in that that sort of yeah. That, so does JJ of, that layer and JJ and Brad Bird and all these wonderful people. Brad but, Bird is my, my like, second guess. I you know what uh, what what would you what would you think well, about a Spielberg Star Wars? No. I don't I, think, I think they would do. I think point. the universe not is not, not, not two now. weeks after Spielberg said, "I sleep ask, through all of my action movies now." Right. I, th- yeah. I think. I, ask, I, me, I, ask me six years ago, I'd say maybe, but not now. Not today. I, again. I'm more. I, I think a, a Ryan Johnson Star Wars is much more exciting <gasps> than. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think a Ryan Johnson uh, Star Wars is much more exciting. Ryan than is electric over here. I'm more. I'm more. Well, like I said, I've really only had thirty seconds to think about this today. So all the things that you, that all of you are like. Yeah, this occurred to me today. Like I didn't have time to do any of that today. No, it's just, I, I think I'm more I'm more excited about the younger like uh, David Gordon Green. Fuck it. Like I mean, let, let's. I want to see. It's a giant sandbox now, and that's what Mar- by purchasing Zach this, Raff. Disney is saying this is <laughs> a giant sandbox, and we're going to invite people to come play in. I, I, I no, I don't want to see Zach. Raff. I was kidding. <laughs> oh my god, I don't want to see. But that. No, I, I, I said this on Twitter earlier today. Um, I really feel I do like when we started having these conversations of like. Wow, it is an actual possibility in my lifetime. I'm going to see Joss Whedon direct Star Wars Episode Seven. Like I, I said, I felt like okay, which 11 year old got a hold of the Book of Destiny and started scribbling in marker? <laughs> Disney buy Star Wars. Avenger Man makes Star Wars now. <laughs> like it's it's exactly like yeah. these these. This is our fan film. Like the the fat the whole idea. This is us taking our director action figures and bashing them together. Exactly. Who wins in a fight between Joss Whedon and J.J. Abrams? Now kiss. <laughs> now kiss. <laughs> and this is actually happening. It's it's that's what's most insane about this is, and that's why I say the possibilities are absurdly limitless. Now here's the thing though, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm actually gonna go out on a limb and say this. Twenty dollars, and when the movie comes out, if I'm wrong, I owe someone raise their hand. Brian went up first. I owe Brian twenty dollars if this isn't the case. I'm putting twenty dollars on David Cap ends up writing it. Twenty bucks. I just have a feeling about it. 
He's the one that people always go to when they're trying to make a franchise work. I say, I say Aaron Kruger. I think they're going to go to Aaron Kruger on it. All right. Well, you owe yeah. Brian 20 bucks. Brian, sure. you're going to make a lot of money on this deal. If, if we're making bets, uh, I think the, the finished draft is going to have three credited screenwriters and about 12 who didn't get credited. Right. 60 bucks. I'm and gonna, and Joss Whedon will I'm, be one of them. I'm going to use this. I will say that. I'm going to use this as a segue to, to, point, to point out that you will have this answer not in years, but like but in, in three months. months. Yeah. Because yeah. guess but what? But like I said, when the movie comes out, this shit's happening. Yeah. They'll change right. shit around. But now, yeah. is anyone else freaked out about that? That we're only talking, we're talking about a timescale that's smaller than the past. We're not talking about the end of the Earth and the sun absorbing the solar system. I think we might be, actually, because I don't don't buy into that Mayan stuff. But (laughs) I'm sorry, events are converging and (laughs) no surer sign of the apocalypse than a three-headed goat. You know, born under a full moon could possibly have been this announcement. This is this is out there. This yeah. is this is up is down, black is white. It's the worst <laughs> parts yeah. of the Bible. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. That was my initial Facebook post. So I, I, yeah. To me, to me, that's 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 the thing that's kind of got me worried the most. Is is going to rush? All right, Star Wars. This Disney's got it. What are they going to do? Oh, we're going to have something for you in two years. I'm I'm a little worried about that. That that doesn't tell me. Is 2015 really the worst part the of the announcement for you? I'm sorry. What is 2015 the worst part of the announcement for you? That scares me. It's, That's it's the part scares that scares me. me. Yeah. Would you prefer? But, but it's also got possibility because I you know I know they didn't start they didn't actually really start working on Avengers until about a year before now, they it, went to it theaters. Is po- so. It is true. They are making movies faster than they used yeah. to, and that doesn't mean they're bad. And not only yeah. that, but if, when you read all the set reports during the time that Avengers was being filmed, every single person involved was saying like. It's going really smooth. Everybody's getting along. We have no problem making our days. And like even and impressed. And we're, and we're all like, awesome. uh, and we're like, oh, that's bad omens. And it turns out, no, this is really good. I was watching it with Matt Veda. I'm like, this went way too smoothly. The theater should blow up now. Like, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, you saw Avengers yeah, with Veda in Florida. Florida. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's just like, and, and Chris Evans was like, yeah, I, I normally don't get excited about movies I'm in, but I'm really excited about them. everyone had a really positive experience to say. And it was done really quickly and made just it was a license to print money. It's sort of a maxim that when the movie is easy to make, then it's going to be crap. And when it's really hard to make, right. then you have the chance for it to be amazing. And Avengers was like, this seems like it's going way too well to, to be but there, amazing. There are but guys who can do it. It defeated that maxim. There are guys who can do it. Joss Whedon, Clint Eastwood is another one. He yeah. always comes in on, on time and under budget. Yeah. And regardless of what you think of them, they're all, not, none of them are bad movies. You yeah. know what I mean? So there are people who can do it. Now they just need to make Star Wars. Well, here's the thing, though. <laughs> So then, here's an Eastwood Star Wars. Here's no Matthew yes, Vaughn. No, I mean, Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. Maybe, Star maybe. I could see Matthew. No, Vaughn Matthew Vaughn that. definitely. That that could. Definitely. Here's another thing though. We have about a month, maybe three, uh, for one of us or all of us to write an outstanding episode of Star Wars. <laughs> Not so it gets made, but leak it, and everyone thinks that's a script. <laughs> yeah. And then if it doesn't nice. get made, which it won't. You're the guy who wrote that excellent episode seven script that the whole world loved. Maybe you're in touch with the fan community. You get you get episode eight. Do you remember the, the name of the guy who wrote that uh, episode three treatment from years and years ago? It worked. It, it happened to him. <laughs> except for the except so who, for, who, except for the second it? half. <laughs> except for the part where nobody knows who he is. Now. Yeah, yeah, but it, you know, it's yeah, a different landscape yeah. though where that's more possible. I'm just saying it could be. Yeah. You know, there's just it's not 2004. Now here's the deal though. Here's the deal. You couldn't leak a PDF. What you'd have to do, uh, like a PDF right out of Final Draft, you'd have to print it, scan Watermark it, it and then put it back on a PDF. Beat it up a bit. Yeah. Pour some coffee, coffee on stains it. on yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. Holy shit! We live in this world now. Yeah. Counterfeiting. This is the new normal. It's it's our generation's not alone. Brave new they, world. They re- there movie. was a release, uh, a counterfeit release of The Dark Knight Rises before it's uh, before it came out. 
that happened to someone someone leaked a fake script and it was a full length like they were fucking around it was a full length script and was people it, bought into it? it i don't know how because i like i didn't really read it but i saw people commenting on it right. and they're like this is obviously fake because there's no bane and there's no Catwoman and there's no anything that's actually been <laughs> announced something he had written but it's years a cool script just it was penguin well, here's another thing though um, you just had to find replace batman and you know whoever Oh, I had a thing and then I lost it. Sorry. Sorry. Here's one, but I have one other thing that, in terms of things that Brian hasn't thought of, there is yeah. there is legit concern about whether or not we're ever going to hear a 20th century Fox fanfare in Star Wars movie again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I actually did you know, see it's, somebody it's a, it's a, bring that up on Twitter, and it's a, I I was actually sadder than I would have yeah. to be at that that process. It's a fun fact. I, yeah, I don't know how long. how widely known the fact is, but John Williams wrote the Star Wars fanfare in B flat to match the 20th century Fox fanfare. Fun fact. But the Star Wars fanfare. The Star Wars fanfare yeah. matches the key of the fanfare that 20th Century Fox has in their logo. Um, and so now it's going to... Just to, to wait, na, na, just, na, just visualize na, that na, 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 for a second. Like you're, yeah, you're going to see the Disney The castle. pan over the Disney castle, and then you But it's going to be on Coruscant it. with all the flying cars. Well, around. I think it's a moot point, because I think, as Trey rightly pointed out, the, the for the original sex trilogy, uh, for the original six films, it's still going to be 20th Century Fox releasing them. Disney isn't going to quite get their hands on that just yet. It's for all new content and the license mm-hmm. and all the merchandise. Mm-hmm. I think as far as like the existing original copies or things that are going to be like, it's so Fox still has a piece of that similar to how universal still has a piece of uh, Marvel movies up to a point before the purchase. So, you know, they universal still had a giant portion of Avengers. And I think they even get a portion of Avengers too. Now, how about this? Is anyone off the top of their heads uh, on the, at the table or elsewhere? Uh, happened to know Paramount's relationship with Disney because Paramount and Lucasfilm were Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah. There was a. Uh, They'll make it work. Uh, I mean, I, I think it was the Reuters article. I can't remember which one I read today. I did some. I, I did some homework. Um, somebody, I think it was Iger, was specifically quoted as saying, "We didn't really get into the whole Indiana Jones thing because of the entanglements with Paramount." So there is some sort of a an issue going on there that means you know it's it's not suddenly Indiana Jones is wholly owned by by. Uh, uh, um, Disney, you know, whoever the new people are. Um, so, yeah, there there is some sort of an entanglement there. Well, okay, I'll allow it. Howard they, the Duck they, is free, though. But they did include, in at least the stuff that I saw, which is brief, but they did include Indiana Jones. Part of yes. Didn't they also yeah. announced Indiana oh, Jones yeah. 5? They've, yeah. they've got the, what? They've Wait, got the property, I, basically. I I they that. own, like, the character, but they they can't do much with him because because Paramount owns a significant portion of, you know, the existing... Uh, product. Sure, so but Disney already has at least a lot of likeness rights for Indy because they have the ride at the at the parks. I didn't read a thing about Indy Five. I don't. I thought I saw that one. Thing I think that I, I I read somewhere that like, Indy was one, but this is. I mean, again, like Lucasfilm owns some. Oh, I think it was. I, yeah. I think actually it was in the text message that my brother in law sent me. So maybe he was <laughs> source. <same>. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was just like going message. through my day because I. Well, I got the text message. This is Brian on deep background. <laughs> Thirty seconds, like I said. I got the text message. I wasn't even in front of a computer at the time, and I had the chance to look at Twitter and Facebook like once. Uh, so anyway, I, th- I mean, is it we are gonna know so much more in the weeks and months to come? It's this is sort it's of gonna be an exciting. Uh, okay, this is so, sort of a really so crystalline Jeff is just moment. Up the internet and this so is, says no. This is sort of like a crystalline moment in in like in, 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 this is really kind of like a nexus point of the history of Star Wars, and there's gonna be Star Wars before this and Star Wars after this, and it's it, it's you know kind of an interesting time to live in. We'll all remember where we were this day. I really do. Uh, seriously, <laughs> yeah. this is up there with me. I remember like the 04 elections and like how fucking depressing that was and all that. Like me and a bunch of, group of people like hanging out together and making food and just talking about it and where we were in history. And I feel like 
that now in like a weird way. It's it's really bizarre. And uh, I agree. I was making fun a little bit, but I totally feel the exact same way right yeah. now. Yeah. It's a, like I said, it's this is the brightest day Star Wars has had probably since uh May 24th, 1999. It's not it's not purely bright. There's this weird 25th that it came out. This weird sort of Damocles hanging over the whole thing. We don't know. We just well, like don't I, like know. Mike pointed this out earlier, the 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 most dangerous thing this is I'm going to go right into uh, I'm going to go right into red. Hope can drive a man insane. The worst part about this is that it fills everyone who has already buried Star Wars in their backyard. Mm-hmm. the hope that it might be good again. Star Wars is coming back from the war, y'all. Like, we don't know what Star Wars we're going right, to get. Right. It might have PTSD <laughs> and be weird and twitchy and can't go to grocery stores or without like, having flashbacks. for Congress and have, like, right. solutions that we all agree on. Fucking yeah. yeah. We don't know. <laughs> but we have hope. <laughs> and that's really dangerous. The Congress part of that analogy, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> well, no. We're Holy shit, yeah. You know, in a few days, we're going to know who the president is for the next four years. Star Wars! <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like the entire East Coast is getting a swirly, and we're, we're about to elect We're about to elect the next leader of the free world. I mean, and, and Star Wars. And Star Wars. Like, and this overshadows. Congratulations, Mayans. You were right. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's really bizarre. All right. Shall we uh, wrap this up? Do we have anything yeah. else to go on this? That's been a, an hour that's been cobbled together by bringing everyone who's available and some who weren't together to talk on the night of the announcement. Remember this, a day that will live in FAMI. Um, <laughs> uh, in FAMI. Uh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to have as stupid of a title. Like, I, if, yeah. they're not, if it's not Let's George coming up with the dumb title. In, in six months and... and Touch base on where we're at with this. Watch it be like on Wednesday the deal fell through. But because no, Mike made a very good point. Because you know what? Here, this is this is what's crazy. In six months from now, if we reconvene do another one of these, we might have on set photos to talk about. Yeah, Uh, six months. I don't know. That's a little. Well, set design. I mean, they're they're, they're they're in pre talk about right now. We're just running wild with with wild speculation. Yeah, because they stick to the timeline that they're committed to. They will be in pre production in six months. Uh. What? Yeah, it hurts my brain. I've given uh, you. Yeah, I mean, not ju- not just given up on the idea of Star Wars being good or whatever, but just really given up on the idea. Like your life. Yeah. Well, you'll never be yeah, happy. You're, you're never going to see a new Star Wars movie. It's like I think we'd all come to accept that, and now we are, and it's just. And it, you know, it's really, it's really fast. like you know your your first love that got away. Now all of a sudden you get to marry her. Well, no, 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 no. She, you're not marrying her. Yet. She, you're both divorced. She's moved oh, back into town. Okay. She looks yeah. good, but you can tell something happened to her. <laughs> you know, like she's had she a went to Congress. Yeah, she's she's not okay. as much of a spaz now. Like it's 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 different. But you don't know. But there's hope and there's potential. And, there's yeah. hope, but you don't know if it's good but or not. Here's the yeah. thing. That's, you know? that's a, yeah. To continue that analogy, one of the first things everyone pointed out on Twitter: she's coming back with crystal clear Blu-ray pictures of her from when she was in high school with you because the first thing Disney's going to do is release the original trilogy as everyone asked for it on Blu-ray because they know they're going to make a jillion dollars on those boxes. I, I, I don't want to poop on that but I don't think they actually can under the terms of the deal. That's, I, I think that's Say what? Right. That's still Fox. That's Fox. I think but, Fox, yeah. has got, Fox has they're that under lock and key. Wait, does Fox own the yeah. movies? But the point is it's now Fox's decision the distribution. The distribution of the movies. Ah. Lucas owned the... Well, now that's an interesting point. Lucas owned... Well, Lucas owned may still own i don't know but at least you know as of yesterday owned the original cut camera negatives 
for the the 1970s movies. But you mean um, like in his basement kind of? Was that his like, like personal property? Okay. Oh, okay. Like they were his because because yeah. remember you know they were owned by Lucasfilm and Lucasfilm was his 100 percent property. He didn't share ownership of Lucasfilm he with his soul. It, he may well have those negatives may or may not exist. It may, may not be in good condition. Right next but the point is, it's not entirely clear whether whether Disney can turn around and do that. I've been sitting here for the last couple of minutes listening to you guys and trying to put them in perspective in my life. Do you guys remember when the prequel trilogy was was announced in the way that Episode yeah. Seven was announced? Do you yeah. remember what year that was? Ninety-seven, wasn't it? it was Ninety-six, ninety-seven. It was it was right around the special edition. Wait, 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 wait. Mike, say that again. Mike, say that again. It was it was ninety seven just around the time the special editions had been announced. Well, it was right. like we're putting the we're putting Star Wars back right. out in theaters and and we've done new magic to it and also we're gonna yeah, we're yeah. going into uh you know well pre production on brand new Star the Wars special movies. edition so those those all came around the same time special editions came special episode one was released in theaters late January ninety seven it was announced I remember this in November of ninety six like they announced they were gonna do it anyway yeah ninety six Jeff. I, I just wanted to. I just wanted to compare. take a minute and kind of think about where where was I in my life and what did that mean to me at the time. And I was nine. I I, I was not nine. <laughs> oh, well, I, I no. But I'm the baby in the room. I'm the youngest in the room by several years at least. Right. But it's okay, Jeff. I mean, it it's it it was significant then. It's obviously significant now. But again, think of all the remember all the hope we had in '96. Uh, remember, we have a the, new hope. Yeah. Uh, oh. And, I hated the joke before I said way. it. What I, a better I, way to go. I still remember when uh, uh, it was 1999 and and uh, I saw a preview screening of episode one. The episode one trailer was good. The, the trailer was good. So good. The trailer was good. But no, I, I saw a preview screening of the movie and it was in the middle of the <laughs> afternoon of all things. It wasn't like an evening thing, but it was in the middle of the afternoon. So brilliant sun out. I was living in Texas at the time. Texas sun, you know, comes down so hard you can almost hear it. You go in the theater and going to the movies just in the middle of the afternoon is kind of weird for me, just inherently. It's a, it's a, it's a nighttime thing. So I'm, I'm off balance. I'm at this thing and we were nearly in the back row. Huge theater. Lights go down. No trailers or anything like that. No ads or anything. The, the Fox logo comes wow. up. The Lucasfilm logo comes up. I don't remember in what order. But the point is the a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away title comes up that was the point at which the audience completely lost control of themselves oh yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't the fanfare it wasn't you know the title coming up it wasn't the crawl like you know you're watching star wars and and i don't know if you guys know i mean i know you know this but i don't know if you're thinking about this right now that title card comes up over dead silence yep that's not over music that's over dead silence for what five or six seconds or however long it is the audience in that theater completely lost their minds opening day chinese i would yeah Yeah. fucking same thing same i mean during the trailers for titan ae they were yeah. cheering for star Wars. i mean it yeah. was it, sabers and yeah i mean it, i mean yep. that's the level yep. of excitement and look at where we were eight years after the fact but by the time episode three came out and oh god this could all just go interesting all this that's happen what i'm again. saying what's the bummer now uh, no, no 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 that's not what i'm focusing on, on you, you guys aren't right you guys now. aren't catching my point my point is in a couple of years we get to do that again you we get to have that mo- we get to have that five or six seconds of dead silence and blue letters on the screen again that's a good point and whatever comes after that, I, I don't care, honestly. Like Brian I said, grinning for the but it, hour. Like, but like I said at the very beginning, now, I've had my Star to, Wars. Like an obligation. Like I know this is going to suck, but I have to do it. Like now we don't know. Right. Now there's still going to be this excitement is, and anticipation. It's been jury duty for the, come past up again for the first time for in eight, nine, ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. So today, oh, George Lucas gave over Lucasfilm to Disney. What does that mean? I I kind of half expected him to just fade out of existence at that point. Like he signs the paper and then he floats 
and then he transforms into a being of pure light. He just literally walks off into the sunset, waving slowly. Or, or he gets on a boat into the west. I don't know. Like so, some. <laughs> I, he, no, I'm serious. Like I have expected him to be like, it's done. I'm. I, and he know. just exploded into a being of light and floated away. Yeah, or just or cloak disappeared. I don't know. Like, I mean, I just I. This really does feel like he's. Is he dying? There's a whole like, other topic to talk yeah, about. Like, I, what that, is that was my thought. I was like, no, no, no. Did right, he we're find not gonna, out yeah. like Steve Jobs? Like he has cancer and he's just got to hand it all off before before he loses he's control of the situation. Although I I will say I saw like a picture of the moment. Like of course someone's yeah. gonna document it, and it's so it's it's more mind blowing than if he had you know transcended into the next state of being or whatever because right. of how mundane it is yeah it's He's him at a table with his and arms folded. Iger yep. in an office like any of us have ever sat in and yep. he's got a pen in his hand and it's just a piece of paper. And it's like yep. that piece of paper is going to change the world of movies right, right now. I, I know you, I expected like the surrender on the Yamoto or something. Like I, yeah. I expected like some big thing. Here is your sword, sir. You know, like I, I expected yeah, with, some, with like the entire, like <laughs> every character that's ever been in a Disney or Lucasfilm movie, all like surrounding them. Yeah. Like, like ranks it's going to be like the end of Phantasmic of with Yoda. Like like a guy dressed as Mickey comes up and he grabs like a Leia and they walk off together right. or something. I don't know. Like I expected something very big and but if you look at the look at George Lucas's eyes in that moment, he's just like, Can we just get this over with? Like he's he doesn't look into it at all. He just looks like, Yep, it's about time. Well, it's okay that he doesn't care because we do. So, you know, even though I, I the first time I experienced heartbreak was George's fault. <laughs> it's sad, I know. I, I don't feel good about myself. Uh, I'd like to officially thank George Lucas yes. for everything for the last little while, and especially yes. for this. Thanks, bro. Thanks for the malaria thing. Good job. And um, holy shit, bro. High five. But mostly thanks for not being a dick to us so we could have some fun and get become friends. Is that weird? Yeah. Sure, we sure, all know sure, each other sure, because of that. briefly here. reframe it from my perspective, you know, really, all we ever wanted was for this to happen. We just didn't expect it to happen this fast. Right. Everything else yeah. is a question mark. Yeah. It's like moving out, you know. You dream so yeah. long about getting your own place, and then you move out, and you're like, "Well, I miss my room." You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> okay, this has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com/slash/downinfront. Facebook Down in Front Show. Email us at downinfrontshow at gmail.com. Go to the forum. Involve yourself in the conversation. You can bet your ass there's going to be a huge ass thread about this. Uh, if you click on, is. if you click on the little call out button on the uh, the player that you're watching this on, if you're on the browser, it'll take you right to the thread. Uh, give us money, buy our shirts, and until next time, my name is T. Christie. Ryan Vittiger. Jeff Harrell. Eddie Doody. Ryan Weaver. Mike Scott. This has been Down in Front. May the Force be with you, I guess. Holy shit. Good night, good night. Right. We can love again, you guys. Day that will live in infinity. Holy shit.